Hey guys, and welcome to this next episode of TNCBA's Tips, Tricks, and How-Tos. Kelsey, full moon this week. Heading to Holston this week. <laughs> they should be on beds, and there may may have already been a wave move up to, to spawn. Possibly. But we know we're going to be there at a prime time for fishing for these smallmouth as they spawn on the beds. One of your favorite times, one of oh, my favorite yeah. times. So... How are you going to attack this? What are you going to talk about today with approaching the spawn on Holston? Techniques that I'm going to use to approach this situation right now, right here, right now, <laughs> is we both know on this lake, this time of year, these fish are very weird about how they go to spawn, whether it be certain sections of the lake will start to fire yeah. up. And it's it, it's just sporadic how oh, it we've out. killed ourselves before in a oh, BFL. Yeah. I'll go out there and I'll swear up and down. There is not a spawn happening, mm -mm. but that section of the lake or that pocket, and there'll be a million bo boats oh, in there yeah. with you. Oh, yeah. But they are spawning right there, and that's where it's starting. And you, you better be in on it when it goes, but you can. It's like, like different parts of the lake are going to kick off first. But it's also, you know, in, in our heads, you, you, you read Bassmaster magazines, you read it, all this, these other articles. I'm looking for these nice, flat spawning bays. Mm -hmm. That's not always the case with these smallmouth here on Holston. Now, yes, mouth. you can get on some of this river rock stuff that's flatter and you'll find them spawning. But these fish, oftentimes you'll find them spawning on some steeper banks. I normally look for those 45s you know slow, just, the slower slopes but, but they got some ledges to them and some stuff. ledges that's that's key those ledges because i mean you know these are clear water fish they're going to be spawning anywhere between 10 to two foot of water I mean, yeah realistically and you can find them super shallow like he just said and you might pull out there a little bit deeper and and whether they're staging up just a little bit further down the bank or even bedding and when we talk about fishing for bedding fish here on holson we're not sitting here watching these fish, guys. No. This is not sight fishing. Um, these fish are, are just a little bit deep enough. In many cases, you can't see them or they're blending so well. They also don't have, it's not like a, go down south in Florida or even I've seen them on Hartwell before. Exactly, yeah. These big, obvious beds. No. You, 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 they're hard to see from that way. And every once in a while, I've been able to see a fish that'll run off. Mm -hmm. And then I've seen them come back to a certain area, but I, I lose them again real quickly. And I would like to say that this this type of spawning spawn fishing, especially for these smallmouth, it's more like performance surgery. You re <laughs> you really have to dissect what you're doing because yeah. I mean you really can't see those fish a lot of times. So you're you have to be very precise and know exactly where you cast, watch your cast. Yeah, and Kelsey's and, had some really good draws in mm -hmm. BFL. Some people, some guys that were were on top of this spawn and stuff. And when he talks about that surgical precision, your guys knew exactly what the lineup well, was on those banks. That, and then what I was going to say is, I mean, if you don't know where these fish are, you need to be casting in increments of just a yeah. few, uh, uh, no more than a foot apart. Yeah, because you really, can miss a lot. You can miss a bed. Or, or miss two or three beds. I've been in a couple areas mm -hmm. up around Holston, guys, where in a stretch that's not 10 foot wide catch three or four fish in that one little area exactly so if you're sitting here making got you've got the boat on high and you're flying down the bank and every you, 30 you feet could, you're making a cast you could be missing fish and, and, and i miss you mess you up on knowing yeah, whether or not this bot's yeah. even happening and going back to what you were saying I there was i remember one guy specifically he we fished together and he had went up there and practiced 
and he knew exactly where those fish were going to be. He knew what they weighed and everything because he went up there two days before and caught them. Yeah. So those fish, when they lock on, they lock on. Yeah. And he's like, I know I could go up here and catch that fish. And then he said, I can come back two hours later and catch that fish again. So if you do lose a fish or you miss a fish, oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always come back to it. Yeah. But let's, let's get into the techniques that I'm going right. to use. So really, the first technique I'm probably going to pick up if I'm not certain about that worm bite is normally right before the spawn gets kicked on. I'm going to be throwing a single swim bait. This is a just a four-inch um, this is a Bass Pro Shop, sexy shad colored. It's kind of like a Kitek swim bait. Yeah. Um, just a paddle tail. I'm going to throw that on a single hook. That swim bait bite gets really good around this time of year. They're, they're feeding up. They're getting ready before they go on the beds. Yep. And a lot of times they're going to be really prevalent on biting that swim bait. And a lot of times is right before they go get locked on the beds, you'll have a really good swim bait bite and then all of a sudden you'll notice they're just start nipping at it and yeah. that's when that's and when you know it and, and when they start bumping it doing that throw pick, your worm in pick there that worm up, yep. because that normally means you just went across right, right across their bed and they're sitting there trying to protect it yep and like i said whenever that happens turn around pick up that worm start throwing that because that means they are locked on yeah because you're looking for those telltale signs guys and and it's hard to, to slow yourself down and go as surgically as what Kelsey was talking about with the worm bite before you know they're there. Mm -hmm. And so you, so you are going to pick up some of these, these baits, these swim baits and stuff and cover some water. And then those telltale signs, when they start popping up, then you go to that surgically just slowing down. And, and when he talks about the swim bait, one thing I'll say is kind of there towards the, the end of March, which we're already past now when you're watching this video, is... They kind of sit up out in the, in the middle of those pockets around bait. Then they'll slide up over to the bank. And I'm going to get fairly close to, to oh, yeah. paralleling the banks with these swim baits at, at this point. So I'm working it through that zone Keeping it in, of that, yeah. that 3 to 10 foot range or 3 to 15 foot range. Because even these fish, like I said, they'll stage up just a little bit deeper on that on that break on that 45 degree bank or a little bit further out on some of these river rock flats or maybe there's a cluster of rocks or something. So pick up that swim bait, get you some bites. And as we're coming to this full moon though, this week and getting ready to go out for the tournament on Holston Saturday, you're going to want to make sure you're thinking spawn because those fish should be pushing up barring a major cold front mm -hmm. and barring some crazy weather. Those fish are going to be moving up. So we're and, past the swim bait. Well, I was going to say, and trust yeah. me about this when they're on that swim bait bite, there's going to be no mistake. They're swallowing that swim oh, bait. Yes. I mean, they're eating it. Yeah. So if, if you're just getting nips, they're they're more than likely you're yeah. in an area where those fish are locked on. Just, yeah. just want to. So once they go on beds, Kelsey, we're now starting to think about really surgical precision going down the bank of, of paying attention to the rock, looking for little cracks that run down because you know there's going to be a ledge or something mm -hmm. at the base of them or it's just some sort of little indentation that might be a little bit slate different. rock yeah. slate rock I wanna, a lot. that's what those are the kind of banks i'm going to focus on but once we get out past that swim bait and start talking about the next bait that i'm going to throw it is going to be a little four inch green pumpkin worm and i mean there's nothing special about it i just throw it texas rig with a one eighths ounce sink tungsten sinker and a two watt worm hook so, I mean, nothing spectacular about it, but I'm telling you, this is one of those baits that just drives those fish wild and they can't stand it being on those beds. And when I'm throwing this thing, I'm working it really slow. 
Okay. I, I am. I'm I'm working it. I'm just slowly dragging it down down those those areas, really working those spots. Because I mean, I've just had I've had a lot of success with it um, in certain areas. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest with you. In certain areas, I've had a lot of good success <laughs> yeah. with it. But and there's been smaller areas. Yes, but the thing is, is working it slow and giving those fish time because when they grab it, they're going to take off. They, it's really fun how they do it because it's they're going to grab it and they're going to run as fast as they can to get it off of their bed. And a yeah. lot of times you might miss them. Right. And and don't be afraid to keep throwing back in that spot because they're if you go back a couple of years ago when we fished a connect scale tournament out there. Um, you'll, you'll see in that video yeah. of me working on a spot. There was, I mean, it's kind of condensed. We cut, we cut the, yeah. the video back a little bit, but I spent probably 15, 20 minutes on a fish that I'd missed and I just kept on, kept on, kept on throwing back in there. And then finally about 15, 20 minutes later, it, it grabbed it and I missed it a couple of times yeah. in between there, but it grabbed it. I got it four pound, four pound smallmouth. I mean, and that's the thing when Kelsey talks about paying attention to your cast, um, as you make a cast and you're working it down the bank there, you need to know because if that fish picks it up, spits it before you're able to set the hook into them, you need to get that cast right back in that same mm -hmm. spot. And where we're not looking at these fish, you're more kind of feeling your way down the bank. You've got to move it slow because too much of a hop will, will get you over the bed. Yep. It might move through the bed too fast. But pay attention to that lineup as you make that cast. When I'm throwing that bait out there, I'm throwing it out there and I'm just... I'll keep my slack up and I'll just slowly turn my body or pull the rod back. I don't really like to pull it back. I like to keep it low and just drag it across the bottom. So I'm keeping that contact. That's how I like to do it. Uh, more like you would throw like a Carolina rig or something yeah. like that. Slow, throw it out there and drag it. That's kind of how I'm working this bait this time. I mean, during this situation. Um, so now yeah. let's, so we talked about the fact that we're switching over to a green pumpkin worm. Um, what are you throwing as far as hook size, weight size, and then get into the line and the okay. rod that you're throwing? So I'm throwing it on a one eighth ounce tungsten bullet weight. I'm throwing it Texas rigged. Uh, nothing spectacular. That's right. how I like to throw it. And I'm throwing a two watt trocar, just regular worm hook. Okay. That that's my preferred hook of choice. And normally don't have any problems with them straightening out. I mean, it is a two watt. It's a little bit lighter wire hook, right. but still don't have a problem with it. And then when we get into our line size, I always throw 10 on my, on, on right. most of my spinning gear, but I still throw a 10. Um, it's a, it's strong enough, but it, yet it's translucent enough that it's not yeah. going to affect the fish seeing it. And then I'm throwing it on a seven foot medium, heavy action worm rod. Okay. Now I do like that medium heavy cause that's. These fish are kind of crazy. Well, they're, they're crazy and they're stout. <laughs> I mean, they're stout. It's it's giving me that little bit of leverage because I mean, if you get if you're working with a flimsy rod with with these fish, they're coming off mean. They are coming off mean, but the other thing I'll say to add to that is, I've had several fish here where they clamp down so hard on mm -hmm. the on the weight exactly that if you with that little bit stiffer rod, you're gonna at least get that weight through their mouth and that hook into them because. And, we fought them all the way to the boat yeah. before, and, and they come they off, open their mouth. and then you look, and the the, the hooks never penetrated the, mm -hmm. the worm. It's never, yeah, I've had that happen 
several times in the past few years, uh, especially around this time. They, those smallmouth have really strong jaws, and they're going to oh, clamp yeah. down. So a little bit stiffer rod in this case, a medium-heavy, mm-hmm. um, still dealing with maybe a fast tip, not necessarily uh, an extra uh, yeah, fast. Yeah, I would say a fast. fast it's, it's not, yeah, it's, it's got, it comes down a good ways before it's, you're getting into the backbone of that rod. Okay, yeah. and then a, a reel, when it comes to spinning reels, this one's this. It's actually a, a higher speed reel for a spinning reel. It's a six two. But to you one. want to be able to pick up that line exactly because if they these, pick it up and run with it. Because these fish are going crazy. I mean, I'm not kidding. I can't tell you how many times I've went to set the hook, and uh, going back to that video, I remember watching. I mean, I've casted twenty foot up up this way, mm-hmm. set the hook, and start to reel, and that fish is already jumping, and it's already halfway back to the boat. Right. I mean, they, they just this time of year you got to think about this you're going to have to learn how to play these fish because they go nuts you want to have your drag set right not too heavy not too light because so definitely thinking about about picking up that line and keeping up with them so a high speed spinning reel um having eight ten pound test line if you like um like braid as a as a as a main line and then having a fluoro leader having a, a maybe a, a medium heavy versus the medium action rod just for a little bit extra oomph in that hook set uh two alt hook as he said an eighth ounce bullet sinker uh, with that green pumpkin worm now not saying that's the only way i mean drop shots will catch them this time of year the ned rig will catch them this time of year wacky rigs that's another wacky rig will catch them this time of year so there's many different ways for you to approach this and catch these fish that are on the beds. You need to figure out what they're looking for. And it may be that one of those little changes is what helps you get bit. Uh, but I think our biggest thing, Kelsey, that we would stress to everybody is as you get onto that worm bite is, is slowing down and really picking be, through an yeah, area. Be very methodical about your cast. And Just don't, take your time. And don't think twice about as you go down that bank, turning right around and coming right back up that bank because there may have been some more move up. And, and, and yeah, that's another thing I was going to say. If you caught a fish, you remember ex- every cast. That is one thing I will not stress mm-hmm. enough. Remember every cast you make. Watch where it hits the water. Because every time you get bit, there is a bed there. If you catch a fish off that bed, you come back an hour to 30 minutes later, there's going to be another fish on that bed. Moving into that I've, I've done it so you many times. You may have caught the male. Uh, yeah, you may have caught the male. You may catch the female. I mean, or a heck, new, new fish might move with, in on it. When we fished that connect scale a couple years ago, I know I caught a couple of those fish two and three times because it was a catch and release tournament. Yeah, I would let those fish go, and and I they were the same weight, same spot. Every and that's time. the one unique thing about this time of year is the fact most time if you go out and you hook that fish, you play them to the boat and lose them, you might as well go on. They're not going to bite again. But you that's not the case this time of year. So. Let's talk about thoughts about the spawn on locations of the lake. Again, remember that those, we talked about this several times, those northern pockets that are facing the south, Mm -hmm. they're going to warm up first. Some of those areas are going to be the first places to go. Be very thoughtful about wind direction. Okay, you want to be thinking about where the wind's going to be blowing in maybe too hard. Or maybe there's too much wind coming from that direction on just that specific day and it's going to make it hard for you to fish for those bed and fish. Um, that, that is one thing that you always need to be taking into account is when you look at the weather channel and then you look at your map thinking about, okay, here's the pockets I'm looking at fishing in, mm, but that wind's going to be blowing right in on those. I might not be mm-hmm. able to fish that worm as effectively. 
I may have to go up a size in weights and stuff. That was one thing I was going to say is when you get into those windier conditions, you can always step up 316, you know, yeah. step, step it up a little bit. I, I've been out there. I've done it. And it as, works. As we talked about as far as size, I know guys that they hate to go fish for them spawning, but they love to fish for them coming and going. Mm -hmm. So they'll focus on the secondary points. They'll focus on clumps of rock, uh, river rock and stuff that are just off the bank and they're looking for, well, and the tube another, is another great another player key, there. Another key note, that, that tube right there is another good one. It's a great um, alternate to that, yes, to that green pumpkin definitely. worm. Uh, and, I, and I mean, I just remember from one of the BFLs, the first one we ever fished out on Holston. Tournament I fished, guy I was fishing with, we were fishing mostly for post-spawn right. and pre-spawners and they were on these points and I probably caught 40 to 50 fish that day. Yeah. Ended up finishing fourth out of, what, 150 boats or something yeah. like that. And, I mean, every fish I caught, they swallowed, absolutely swallowed that tube. So, I mean, that's another thing. Look for the – because they're always in a transition period. Oh, yeah. This You're, time of year, there's fish in every phase. So, you don't have to get locked in on one thing. You may be working through an area where you're catching them spawning. It leads out to a nice little secondary mm -hmm. point there. Fish that. Make sure you work it. Um, I know in some other previous tournaments that, that I've we've been in or that I've read about from the past, like those fish weren't right on top of those those points. They were sitting kind of off on the side in about 15-foot water, a little bit deeper and stuff. So these secondary points, slate, river rock, as you move back in on these, these little bit steeper banks, they will spawn on those as well. Or you can find those river rock flat areas, or maybe it's a, a do-nothing bank that has some river rock that pops up on it. Um, the biggest thing is if you can get some bites, slow down in that area. Don't, don't rush through it. Um, but this is definitely one of the tournaments that I'm looking forward to. I know you're looking forward to it, Kelsey. Oh, yeah. You love this time this is... of year and this way of fishing. Uh, guys, get out there, swim bait in hand, a, a worm on the deck, those two baits, searching, find them, slow down and crush them, guys. Um, this is just a great time to be out there. And this worm bite will continue throughout in April the, in and May. into May um, as long as this spawn is going on. Like I said, you know that you're going to have some major waves come up with these major moon phases and there being a full moon this week, there should be a major move up. And it's very, very key to, to not move too fast mm -hmm. and to take your time and a lot of feel. Those fish are going to move with this bait quick, be ready in an instant to set that hook and be taking up some line. Kelsey, any other little tips that you want to give before we kind of sign off here on this episode of tips tricks and how to's just watch that line watch that line <laughs> watch guys that line. having a visual on that line don't do not take your eyes off of it keep an eye on the line pay attention to where your cast was and i hope you all go out and smash your pb when it comes to your small mouth this year i hope you've enjoyed this tips tricks and how to's hop out on holson and enjoy the spawn guys